Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And welcome to The Wibs. Full warning and full disclosure, I have had a lot of coffee and pre-workout and halfway through a red bull zero so if i'm talking really really fast it's 10 53 in, in the morning oh my goodness i'm so sorry i really came into this being like i'm gonna give it all the energy and then i just decided to like go too hard too fast and just keep getting Why the energy you, you, it's you like a hulk you could have picked the hulk in pink you could have picked one caffeinated beverage no no, no but I, you picked what? i have yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's that's three. Sexy. And I couldn't get the hot coffee, but that's okay. I, you know what? I couldn't get the hot coffee. Okay. It's okay. We're here. We're talking about something incredibly important today. So I'm so excited. We are. Talking we can tell you're excited. <laughs> it, it's like right there, babe. It's, it's good. It is. It is exciting. It is all about finding your voice and how to overcome being talked over at work. Oh, this happens to me mostly because no one can ever hear what I'm saying. Yeah, you are a mumbler. You yeah. are a mumbler. That is, that is, we can add that as a personal experience. Yeah, personal it's true. <laughs> personal experience, I should enunciate more or talk at a volume that people can hear me. But it's okay because I'm not alone in this and it's not just about the mumbling. No. Particularly for women at yeah. work. So what I've seen and what, what our personal experience has been at times, but also in, in general, it is something that actually does happen a lot. Women get interrupted 50% of the time in meetings at work. And another study actually showed that 38% of women had had an experience of others taking credit for their ideas at work. And so this when kind you of showed me, like, you don't understand when, when Penn sent me that stat and she said that women get interrupted 50% of times in meetings. Mm-hmm. I I actually was like that is that's a joke. Like I actually went. I was like I need to look up the stat. Like this is wrong. Like this mm. is this cannot be right. Like this is just like incredibly like. I, and I understand we've experienced it naturally. Yeah. And um, I, for some <laughs> reason, it wasn't until I we thought, spoke about it. I was like, oh, for some reason, I thought we were the exception. I'm like, no, yeah. surely this doesn't happen to everyone. I'm like, perhaps it's just because like the setting we're in is not like overly professional right now. Or mm. I don't know. I just thought to myself that it would be such a different reason as to why this is happening. But unfortunately. It is something that does happen to so many women at work yeah. and it's super frustrating. And let's be clear, when we say, um, you know, interrupting people or being spoken over, we, let's be really clear and clarify what we mean by that. Naturally, you know, as people in general, we all talk over each other. Like mm. on this podcast, you and I are like, blah, 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 blah. Like that's just part of life. And when you're, when you're with friends and when you're in a meeting, if you're really excited, sometimes you can talk over people. That mm. is okay. This is a, that is not what we're talking about today. What we are talking about is when you are an example of what we're talking about, say, is if you're in a meeting and someone completely shuts you down and you've lost your voice. When you feel like that moment when your gut sinks and you're like, I can't say anything right now. Yeah. Or that That's level, what we're talking yeah. about. And losing your voice. Yeah. And the, also the level of frustration that you can have when when it literally does happen. And like I think in terms of like our personal experiences with being talked over at work, I've had one like fairly recently where I actually couldn't believe that it kept happening to the point where people pointed it out to me after the meeting, other people in that meeting. Really? And they were like, are you, like, are you all right? Like, that was pretty intense. It literally was like, imagine you were speaking, like you're midway through a sentence or a point when you're trying to clarify something. And I just kept being talked over, interrupted. And to the point where I'm like, this is getting, actually, it's getting comical now. Mm. I, I would 
just continue talking even though I was being talked over. But I, I actually had to get finish my sentence. So I just I kept going with it. And so it was just like two people talking at once. Yeah. Because the other person who was a man chose to to speak over the top of me multiple times. Yeah. And it was a pretty like serious, like, you know, boardroom type meeting. Like it was a pretty intense moment. And I was just looking around, I'm like, surely this is a, a joke. Like and and he might have some I guess some understanding as to what he's doing yeah. and honestly self-awareness what, yeah and I think that what was actually kind of scary to me is that I don't actually think that there was a level of self-awareness there I don't yeah. think it was something that was considered and so I think that this is That's why scary yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and this is why we want to talk about this subject today because for a lot of women like there is a, a difference in communication style between men and women and that's a it comes down to a biological thing and also a I guess a way that we've been brought up in society as well with those kind of defined gender roles that yeah. are starting to break down now, thank God. But we want to talk about it today because if that's the case and people are genuinely out there not knowing, then you need to be armed with the tools of how to kind of work around that. Because oh, I, look, oh, yeah, any 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 person listening, woman, I, I don't I don't gender gender doesn't that that doesn't matter. Anybody that is in a situation that is feeling like they have lost their voice at work this is for you I want you to listen to this and I want you to take anything that we say anything that we um any any ideas that you can have as an experience um <clears throat> take it from this because this is important this is really really mm. important and if you guys can leave with just even like a little inch of feeling like you have that voice again and feeling powerful again it's incredibly important like pen your story there that that story I I have felt that before as well like I know that that feeling it's not a nice feeling and you know having you know when you're passionate about your role and you're passionate about your career when you're in a situation like a meeting you get pumped by them and I've worked I've worked with you right so mm. I know like I know you in a meeting like you in a meeting you're very polite you make sure you know you, you let everyone have their say at the same time I know you get excited about stuff and I want that like that's a curator that's amazing you know mm. you want and the fact that you know you're, you're ever in a position where you lose your voice is just heartbreaking because it's not that's not the right way to cultivate such an incredible person who's got good ideas you've got great ideas and that should be out there in the open and to your point like I've I've experienced that a few times like in a very similar situation you know I've spoken about the good girls comment that I've got before in meetings and a few little things like that and to be honest I I one one part that I can really think about is when I started feeling like my voice didn't matter anymore mm. and I started to lose my power and I started to feel like what I say had no meaning that's when I knew that I wasn't in the right place mm. and that was a really important trigger point for me because it's something that I do see a lot of people get into like I've experienced the most exceptional work culture known to man and and I am so grateful for that what we were able to build as part of a business that I was in was the most incredible culture I've ever had I have never ever been and I, and I see it now and I see it, and that's the reason that that business was able to be so successful because we had good people but not only that they they were there because of their voice Mm. we chose people based on their voice there is no time that we would put down their voice because they you were there anybody that was hired within our business was yeah. there because of their incredible voice yeah and that was so important to us i wanted to hear what anyone said and and not just me but the leaders of the business wanted to know what people said that was important yeah when i shifted my careers and i started working in different areas and i started looking and working with different people just different just all different i realized that it was a different communication style that made me feel less empowered i started getting to a position that i when i was at my best i knew i had a voice then when i started to feel like 
didn't matter anymore, I was kind of just like, well, you know what? I need to find that again. Yeah, and because it, it takes the wind out of your sails. And I think that like what we were lucky enough to work in and cultivate at a business at a particular point in time was a very progressive, very mm. dynamic kind of environment that really promoted people to be their best selves yes. and allowed them to be able to have a, the full spectrum of their opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, to the point where if you had a problem, you'd say it, you'd talk about it and it was like a, a safe space in order to be able to do so. Now, yeah. I don't think that every woman at work gets the opportunities that we've been lucky enough to have, but I think that's why we, we're at a point where we are in a position that we should be talking about this because we've seen what it can be yeah. like. We've got a baseline of what success exactly. looks like. Yeah. We, we know what it's like to have your voice. So then that's why we got so confronted when not only within, you know, new workplaces or different parts of our career, but when we would go to networking events or we'd enter meetings with third parties and yeah. they wouldn't treat us like we had a voice. It was kind of like, oh. Yeah, well, or well, being well. talked over or being, I guess, in that position where it felt like <laughs> you were saying something but it was being disregarded. Uh, I think it's really frustrating. Yeah. What you just said about being talked over, I this is actually something that I cannot get out of my mind. And and um, the my, my old boss used to pick this up every single time. He used to be like, do you find it really weird? Because when, when we were first starting, like when the business started its growth phase, we would go to meetings with third parties naturally, like marketing um, agencies, all different third parties to try and, you know, get mm. people on board, whatever. Um, and he was like, do you find it weird that like they don't make eye contact with you? Yeah. And they only make eye contact with me. Now that could have just been because he was the boss, not because he's a male. I understand that. But he was, he, and we would never obviously select that person or that, that, agency as a partner because we could tell what they were doing but it was like so obvious that we would walk into an area where they would just be talking to him and I would just be like the secretary on the side Mm. and like completely like who am I who am I this you know girl that's there and it's exactly it's the same thing that's it's all part of losing your voice because the more you allow those things to happen if you don't have somebody or a good network around you that's building you up after those situations I can understand how women at work or men or anybody at work can start feeling like they're losing their voice. Yeah. I can get it. I get, I get, if you're listening to this right now, that's how you feel. I get it. Yeah. There's, and there is actually, like, there. there's a literally an emotional impact of, of being talked over. Like not yeah. only the level of frustration that comes out in the moment, but it, you make you feel devalued. You feel dismissed. You're going to feel a level of being undermined. And yes. that is yeah. like, it, it's something that we don't want anybody else to go through, but we want in today's episode, we want to talk about, yes, yes, our personal experiences with it, but also understand the dynamics of why this might be happening because you know, I think for a lot of a lot of this podcast, you know, we're a women in business podcast, yeah. yes. And we always, I think we qualify and we preface things by saying, you know, men men are great and, and you know, and they are. But I think that here there is actually a, a level of why this might actually be happening because in terms of, I guess, anyone who is like biology, biologically born as a woman, there is actually a difference in terms of how our brains think in terms of how we communicate in our styles. And then there's the whole, uh, like, I guess, nurturing aspect that changes your level of behavior, which is kind of what we saw in our uh, very progressive workplace that we're working in, where it was very equal. It was very, um, everyone had to share a voice and it was very autonomous and like that. So yes, there can be a shift and a change, but in terms of, I guess, the, the way that the brain structure between males and females it actually does contribute to the difference in terms of how we are communicating in general, really. And when we started to look in research for this episode, there was something to do with women being being able to maybe engage a little bit more with their, their communication partners, conversation style, being a little bit more empathetic in their style overall 
and whereas the male style was a little bit more direct and a little bit more to the point. Mm. And it doesn't mean that females can't be direct, but it there is something to be said for how we are able to kind of look at a conversation holistically mm. and be able to kind of perceive the other person's needs in a communication style a little bit more. Looking at how different people work and like naturally, you know, we've we've hired um, and had to grow really fast. So there's been a lot of different employees that I've seen, male and female. And I'll say, you know, from personal experience, that's all I can speak of, speak from is I will say that um, women can be more considered in their responses. And, and that's to say, to, to kind of sit to what you said, it's kind of a little bit more considered and a little bit more um, around what they say. Like uh, in, in my experience, like men will say it and then they'll kind of get over it. And yeah. it's kind of like, that's what it is. Whereas a woman, and, and they, they can kind of like go through that sentence over and over and again, did I say the right thing? It's almost like they second guess what they're saying and they make sure that they, their words have impact. Whereas I think men kind of just say it and they go for it. And then like to, to your point, it's more direct. It's more like, this is what it is. And they, they can go about their day. And it's it's just different ways of communicating. I think men and women do have in the workplace and not. And it's about finding, you know, it, it used to be the case. It was just like, well, deal with it. Yeah, just like make it work or even adapt to that kind of similar style, which I I understand why people had given the, that advice in the past. But there's something really beneficial. And I've worked with in a business where, the leaders have been predominantly female mm. and there's something really magic in that. And I don't, rather than having to always adjust our styles to be that really masculine mm. approach, which is also something that comes through social learning. Like that is something that is like, yes, there's a biological aspect, but it's also learned behavior. And I think unlearning it and being able to be a little bit more considerate and holistic in your approach when it comes to conversation mm. styles, that's something that everybody should be looking towards too, because it, it, allows for better conversation because there's a back and forth instead of a report almost like militant style discussion yeah. that goes one way i agree and that that kind of takes us into so you know we know what, what what i really want to start this episode with was a bit of that vulnerability so you can understand that we've been there there's no judgment when mm. it comes to finding your voice um there's no judgment in the workplace regardless of you know um, where you are in your career, whether you are where this is a casual job, whether this is uni, whether regardless of where you're at in your career, um, whether you own the business, it doesn't matter. Um, this is this is how to find your voice because it doesn't that this finding your voice is something you're going to be challenged with at every part. If you're a business owner, it could be shareholders. If you know what I mean, there's so many mm. parts. If it's business owner, it could be employees. You get challenged by them a lot. Like there's a lot of different ways that you could lose your voice, and this is all about you know how to do. How to what 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 tools can we give you so that you're really ready the next time you feel like you're losing your voice? How can you take that power back? And one of the first things I think is really really important is to be direct. Mm. And this one can be the most difficult. So don't get me wrong. Like I am quite a direct person by nature, but in those environments when you feel like that, I can understand where you can lose your voice and and, and not know the right way to be direct. Mm. But my tip here would be have get some phrases ready right yeah get some phrases ready prepare yourself if you've been in a situation where you have lost your voice before do research and find some phrases that can help you kind of set those boundaries with the people that are doing this to you so that they know you can't do that again mm -hmm. one of the best pieces of advice i was ever given by my mother which was um people people will treat you the way you let them mm -hmm. and if you continue to allow people to treat you a certain way they will continue to do so but if you set your boundaries and they keep doing it, then that's a them problem. Like you've done that now. You've set your boundaries. Say, I'm so sorry. I, I need to, you know, you need to give me this chance to speak. You can still do it in a polite way. Yeah, because that's the thing. Being direct, you can do this. 
in the way that it doesn't feel inflammatory. And I think being able to have those boundaries and say, you know, if someone is talking over to you, to take pause and ask them to please let me finish. Yeah. I think that it's something... Almost embar- honestly, if someone said to me, <laughs> please let me finish, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. I and mean, also it comes back to what we are talking about before. Like maybe there isn't a realisation that it's even happening. Like no. in my experience, I wished I had, I guess, the foresight to have been able to plan for something like that. But it was honestly one of the first times I'd, I'd had it in such an intense way. Mm. And I think that if I took the moment and took pause in that in that kind of setting to say, hang on a second, can you just let me finish my point? I want to come back to this and then, of course, speak when, mm-hmm. when I'm finished. But yeah. I think if I did that, it would have really disrupted the, the flow of what was happening in that constant being one-upped and, and being yeah, it's interrupted also there. It's also empowering for your team to see that. I think if your team saw you turn around and go, Thank you so much. I really appreciate your opinion. But if you could please let me finish my point, I'd really love that. Mm. Without being passive aggressive, it's actually just having a communication. And I think what happens is with women's communication styles, it can come across as um, emotional. Yeah. Like even just saying that out loud, I was like, well, did I sound really emotional then? But it's not. It's like if a man was say, if if a guy was to say to you, sorry, Penny, could you just let me finish this? You'd Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, cool. But if uh, if you were to say it, they'd be like, oh, Penny's angry. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Penny's got a bit of a, oh, is it that time of the month? Uh, God, I love <laughs> it. Love that. Love that for us. But, but you know what I mean? But yeah. we've got it. But we've got it. I don't care. It's like if they think they're emotional. I don't. Like being emotional in the workplace, bring it. But it's it's still important to set those boundaries and, yeah. and make sure that you're you're saying those things, even if you do come across as emotional. Let them think yeah. about it. But also, I feel like the more that we do it as a, a community, the, the less it's going to be perceived that way. Because, mm. you know, if... Uh, and I think another part of this is like, you know, being direct and being assertive with these kind of phrases mm-hmm. is that it maybe it seems emotional because we're not seeing it a lot. But if the mm. more we start to mirror and build out these examples of people can take pause and, and say something like this to be able to kind of assert themselves to be direct in that setting, then the more people are going to be able to get familiar with it and get comfortable with the idea of not every conversation has to be kumbaya. No. Sometimes you do need to just say, hang on, like this is what I need out of this. Yeah, and then absolutely. move forward. Yeah. Absolutely, and set that dominance and set that regardless of, you know, what kind of meaning it is. It's really, really important just to let people know that they can't talk over you and then when they are and let them know, hey, actually, sorry, I was actually speaking. Mm. And I think, like, I want you like to – it is, and that's exactly right. And, like, I think that when we're talking about this, these are strategies that you sh- you have in your toolkit. Like, not every conversation is going to go the same way and not every man or woman is going to be able to have this kind of reaction. So this is an option. You can be direct. You can be assertive in that moment. If you have that kind of conversation where you feel like you could have more of a negotiation style approach, then I think that our suggestion here would be, you know, you can say to them something like, you know, give me a second just to finish mm. my point and then I want to get back to yours because what you have to say is really important. I want to hear it, but I want to be able to say this first. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like validating their point, which you don't want to shut them down. You don't want to it's, you don't want to meet them at their, you know, it's just cutting them off. It's like a cutoff battle. Who can cut people off the most? And, and you don't want them to lose their voice either. They might have just found it at the time that's not appropriate. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I love that. Amazing. Can I please just finish my point because I need to finish this? But then please tell me yours because it sounded really exciting. Yeah. You know, and give them that back and forth. So mm. they feel they feel good too because you don't want to be batting at someone down to make yourself be heard either. Like that's no. not part of it. But the other thing I really love, another tip that I really, really love is like introduce some humor to it. Mm. I think humour is something that's so underrated, especially in meetings, especially in serious environments because at the end of the day, everyone loves a laugh Yeah. and everyone likes to – it almost takes down the barriers straight away of you just being like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Like someone like, you know, I, hold on, I haven't got to the good bit yet or like just ke- getting a really like light 
funny like thing like that, I think it's really, really helpful to kind of break down people's barriers. So again, yeah. it takes that emotion out of it. Yeah, I, I so agree with that. And I think that again, like for the different settings, like these are things that you can reach to if you're feeling like you're being kind of confronted with mm. that situation, a particular moment. But I think humor is a fantastic way of dealing with things at mm. times because yeah, not every situation is like, you know, a fight or flight intense situation. No. Like you can have that lighthearted kind of spirit to it. And it does, I feel like make things flow. It does make life a little bit easier. And sometimes those meetings or those kind of conversations can be so tense. Mm. And sometimes being able to inject a little bit of humor into things, it gives that level of, I don't know, just like relax to yeah. the experience. And then that way you can kind of be like, okay, we're calm. Everyone's like chill now. Let's just move forward from this with a bit of enjoyment out of the situation as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So those are some of the ones you've also got like addressing it, which speaks into it. But I would say if I was to take one takeaway from what you could really do to make a huge game changing difference in finding your voice and it's building your self-confidence mm. because when you don't have confidence in yourself and you don't have confidence in your ability or in your voice, losing it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah, I agree with and, that. And self-confidence is a muscle that you've got to build by going to the gym. I truly believe that. I don't. I think, you know what, there are probably some people that are self-confident any given time and like mad respect, like incredible. But I know for me in particular, it is a muscle that I've got to build every single day. I know I need to work on my self-confidence in every single way because it's it's like going to the gym. If I don't go to the gym for a while, like there's going to be, I'm going to lose my fitness. Like it's that kind of thing. And I know that self-confidence is something so that when I'm in those environments, I know when somebody's crossed my boundary because it's not because I haven't given something of value to contribute. No, I know that I'm, I know that I'm valuable and I know that what I'm going to contribute, it's valuable. And having the power to know that and going into a room, knowing that is going to set you up for success and it's going to allow you, allow you to assert yourself, allow you to do these techniques. But without that one key thing, which is self-confidence, these techniques that we've put forward are going to be extremely difficult. Yeah, and it's true that like you have to look at yourself here as that work in progress. Like it doesn't Absolutely. just end because you've got a list of tools from us that you can do to be able to prevent being talked over or reducing that experience. I think it's like knowing that you do have something to offer, I guess adds strength to all of these tools. Yeah, it, it's it's I think it's the it's the brick. Yeah. I think it's the building brick that you need. We're giving you all the bricks that kind of go under it. And I don't know how to build a house, but essentially. Um, <laughs> the just biggest, bricks. There's, just, there's heaps of bricks. But I do think that the most important brick is your self-confidence. And if there's one thing that you can work on, you know, to help find your voice is that. The ways to do that, you're like, yeah, cool. How do I do that? Honestly, podcasts are a huge, like incredible for that. Literally just look in confidence. There's heaps of confidence building podcasts for that positive self-talk you know making sure that you're that what you're saying to yourself like mm. you are your worst enemy in most given cases you're the hardest person on yourself and making sure that you recognize when you are talking to yourself in a negative way because if you're doing that to yourself then like if you do that to yourself then you're how can you stick up for when someone else is doing it when you're already doing it to yourself you need to recognize when you're doing these negative things to yourself and be like no no, no i am good i am amazing no, no no i am really good and that's not an arrogance thing that's you that's you building up your self-confidence because that's something that you need to have you need to like love and back yourself before you can expect others to yeah i really agree with that and i think the other thing is when you're looking at like how to build it up one thing i do is i look at the flip side of things and i think that even though people are projecting a level of confidence, there's insecurities in, mm -hmm. you know, 90% of people out there. They feel that level of I, I'm not enough or I'm not good enough. And I think sometimes looking at things in that way puts it back down to an even playing field. Like we've spoken about the mm -hmm. idea of imposter syndrome. I'm sure, you know, there's so many people out there that feel that way. And I think that's 
you know, the being talked over the reaction, I, I think that, you know, aside from having a level of like, you know, being assertive and, and dominance, I think that's where it does come from. I think yep. sometimes people like feel panicked to get their point Absolutely. out and they need to say what they need to say and they're not allowing others to speak. Yeah. And I that's agree. why I think, you know, I guess the final point that I'd want to say in terms of how to, I guess, prevent or reduce being talked over here is addressing it. You know, yeah. if you do have these situations, if you can't fix it in the moment, sometimes taking things offline and being able to kind of talk about it with the person yeah. afterwards and explain to them, Pull like, the you side. know, because this is an education piece and some people don't actually realize that they're doing this. You know, we said at the top of the episode and I think setting the boundaries here is really important, like mm -hmm. like you said, you know, as well. Absolutely. And I think being able to address it and say, you know, I'd really prefer it if we didn't interrupt each other when we're talking through this. You know, I want to hear your ideas and I assume that you'd like to hear mine and mm -hmm. I'd like to be able to build kind of a situation here and a, a back and forth dynamic where we don't have that interruption. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more and I think it's really, really important to put those all together, to address it, to have an ally that you can talk to, yeah. you know, be... be Again, you take control of this. This mm. is a this is a part where you feel so out of control, um, and it's not easy. Absolutely, I completely no. understand. And I, as I said, we've been there. So I'm we're coming from a point of we get it, but it's really important to take control of it so it doesn't er erode. Yeah, it doesn't erode your voice because your voice is important. Is that you've got a re you've got it for a reason, and it's really really important to use it. Yeah, a hundred percent agree. Well, thank you so much for listening today, guys. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week. Bye.